You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live from Sacramento, California. Woke up quick at about noon. Featuring Damian Barling. Yes, I absolutely still love Russell Westbrook. So what? And Kenny Carraway. Sometimes you really just vibing out. This is D-Lo and KC. I'm the Streets Voice out west. Legendary self-made progress. Last time that I checked. On ESPN 1320. Oh, they in their feelings out here hey. in these streets. <laughs> they in hey. the... They the feeling it is what oh, it is baby it man. is what it is Some poor cowboy <laughs> fans is going through it today <laughs> oh lord from all over the world they're going through it we welcome you in here and they should be used to this feeling it literally happens to you every single year most of them wouldn't have lied to see anything different no you don't know any different you don't welcome to the monday january 23rd edition of D-Lo and KC, I'm Damian Barling. Acknowledge me! He's Kenny Carraway. Uh, hey, wait, real I apologize to the radio audience, YouTube, you see what it is? Hey, oh, hey, uh, yes, sir! Acknowledge me. I'm the, I'm the gritty on them boys real quick. i gritty on them boys real quick. <laughs> And the gritty on them boys real quick. <laughs> Got him. Got him. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> It's going to be a long day here uh, on D-Lo and KC, but we are so... <laughs> four hours of this, folks. We're two minutes into the show. We've got four hours of this. <laughs> if you want to... This is, this is moments after I told the, 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 the streaming audience, hey, make sure you uh, download the Odyssey app. Meanwhile, Casey's doing a, a very... Uh, a very YouTube exclusive show here. Hey you, man, you get, hey, yep, had yeah. the gritty on them boys today, yeah. man. What you want me to do? I, hey, it, it hey, ain't my fault. I had hey, the gritty on. No, I got, I, I got. You feel good today. You should. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. You feel good. That was that was a fist fight yesterday. It was. Uh, and y'all came out on top. Hey man, let me look. I'm I'm full of joy right now. Couldn't it's tell. a great time. Yep. You know, Niners win or whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. Woo! That was stressful yesterday. Yeah, that was. Something. I was stressed out at about two thirty, just sitting around, not even saying anything. Jazz was around, obviously. The baby Reese, my aunts came over for a little bit. My mom was in the building, Sherlin Oak Grove. I wasn't happy saying birthday, nothing. Happy birthday, Sherlin Oak Grove. Happy, happy belated birthday, Sherlin Oak Grove. Um, I wasn't saying nothing to anybody. I couldn't find no words. I believe it. I couldn't. I couldn't. I could barely find any breath. I was stressed. I believe that it. was stressful. I, I think, uh, let's see. I mean, the Super Bowl against the Chiefs was tough. Um, the Seahawks, I mean, they're, they're a different level, but the only time I can remember those two was the, the, the Giants game five division series against the Reds. I was stressed. That was, that was tough. 2011 49ers division around against the Saints, Vernon Post. Mm. And game seven of the 2014 World Series, Giants-Royals. Those were the only time I can remember being that stressed for a sporting event. And I'm sitting there like, why? What the hell's wrong with me? 
I'm not playing. I'm not getting paid. Neither is Mattress Mac. But that's a whole other story. No, I disagree. <laughs> no, he getting, no, he getting Mattress the bag. Mattress Mac is getting Mattress paid. Mattress Mac getting the bag. He's just not getting paid through that bet. <laughs> he getting the bag. My bro. man is getting paid. Yeah, you ain't got $2 million to, yeah, to bet if you ain't yeah. getting the bag. He getting the bag. He knows how to manipulate Absolutely. that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I was stressed out. That was, hey, that was me talking. That's, 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 that's part of being a fan. I was – I had no emotional investment in that game whatsoever, and I was antsy. I was antsy for you. I was antsy for 49er fans. Um, that was a that was a hell of a, a hell of a game to sit through. I cannot wait uh, until next week. Obviously, we got we got four days to dive into uh, Sunday's game against Philadelphia. Philadelphia, of course, just manhandled uh, the New York Giants, and we'll, 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 we've got again plenty of time uh, mm-hmm. to dive into all that. We'll get into the Sacramento Kings in about 10 minutes here. Uh, will Z will join us this hour to preview tonight's game against the Memphis Grizzlies. We'll talk about Friday night's game. We'll talk about Saturday night's game. Well, of course, we'll talk about t- t- tonight's 7.30 start. That's what I'm talking about. Absolute garbage. That's what I'm talking about. Sort of fresh devil hell that is. <laughs> it's ridiculous. There's absolutely no need for a 7.30 start. Uh, but we'll get you ready hey, I'm gonna t- uh, for all of that. I'm going to tell you this, though. I'm going to tell you this because we, 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 we complain often. Get used to it now. That's NBA on ESPN. That's NBA on TNT. Yeah. Yeah. So about at least about 20 times, I think, mm-hmm. next year. Maybe that's a lot. Maybe about 15 times. At least 15 times, not including playoffs. 730 is what it is, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Get used to it. No. Change my sleep schedule, <laughs> and you know the bad part. It was a seven thirty start uh, against the Lakers the other night. Yeah, well they they always well the play way play. the game went. You don't just end a game like that and go to sleep. Mm, that's true. You 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 a little riled up after that game is over. You wired. And then Marshall you. Harris called me from Chicago, and I was up for hours. <laughs> like, hey man, what's going on here? Uh, but we'll 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 get to that man. A, a absolutely spectacular performance from that. Elite doesn't even feel like the right word to describe that mm. defense. Mm. Uh, but that defense stepped up, uh, did what they've done all year. Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy, clean game. Uh, and, and, and the San Francisco 49ers were able to get the one touchdown uh, that they needed. And the defensive stops. Got some help from Mike McCarthy along the way. Uh, I would just love to to know what Mike McCarthy was thinking on that final play well, of the game. Well, that one I can't defend. I don't know what I don't know what was going on. There. Got some help from Dak Prescott along the way, uh, but I'm not going to minimize the work that the San Francisco 49ers defense uh, did in that regard. Uh, that game, to me, was about the 49ers defense. They were phenomenal last night. Absolutely phenomenal and i can i got i got i got to say one no, thing cuz i know i know you're going to i know i know you're going to you're 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 going to lead this you're 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 the tribal chief when it comes to the 49ers <laughs> we often give this individual the Harrison Barnes treatment mm. fred warner might have been the best football player on the field oh, that's facts. this weekend that's facts and and he often you know nick bosa like the defensive player of the mm-hmm. year uh, you know the little celebrations. We talk about the the overachieving secondary and and mm-hmm. and Ufunga and some of these different guys. Fred Warner consistently gets that Harrison Barnes treatment where he delivers week after week after week, and we kind of just make reference to it or don't really spend a lot of time on it. Watching that game as closely as we did, man, it felt like Fred Warner was the best player on the football field. Hey, and and when we first started the show, I gave him the moniker. Yep. I said he is the straw. I believe he was the original straw. The drink. Yeah, he yeah. was the first straw. The first straw. The, <laughs> the first of many straws. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I agree with your assessment. He's probably the best player on the field last night. He was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. He's a leader. He's a playmaker. He is going down in the lineage of the 49ers uh, history as one of the great players in their long-storied history. One of the great – they got a lot of great linebackers. He's one of the great linebackers. May end up being the best to ever do it. When it's all said and done, I, I when I was in the moment when I was watching the game, I was just you know always nervous about the next thing that's going to happen, whether it's sure. offense or defense. And it wasn't until after the game I sat down and I just kind of you know thought about everything, and that's when I really realized what a performance by that 49ers defense. What a performance! I mean, there was three occasions when they were playing with uh, bad field position due to a kickoff return. Yeah. 
Ray Ray McLeod fumble on that punt. Mm. Fun fact: when he fumbled the punt, and I've I saw, there was a scrum on the ground, and uh, <laughs> and you know they were going after it or whatever the case may be, and they said it's Dallas's ball. My power goes out. <laughs> I said, what the hell's going on? It was like a little rolling blackout thing. So, like, it went out and came back on within, like, five seconds. But everything had to reboot up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I was That's like, oh, tremendous. my gosh, man. When I come back, the Cowboys are going to be up 13-9 to nine or whatever it was going to be. And as soon as the TV comes back on, um, they're kicking a field goal. And I was like, they held them? They held them? Because I think that was – in. Was, I couldn't remember, but that's around the 15-yard yeah, line was, that, that yeah, fumble happened. Yeah. Um, so w- what a performance. And just as much as uh, uh, a touchdown drive or anything else like that, them keeping the Cowboys the out of the, of the end game. zone yep. w- w- was, was huge. Because that's what we talked about Friday. I didn't think Brock Purdy was going to make mistakes, but mm-hmm. if a mistake was going to be made and it was on special teams, that's where you could find yourself in big trouble. Yeah. That was the biggest set of downs or the, the, the biggest p- possession uh, for the San Francisco 49ers defense right I there. I agree, 100%, man. They were phenomenal. They were great. Moody Ward they had a mm-hmm. phenomenal game. I knew he was going to after what happened against Seattle. He was locked down. Diaminor Lenore, who was the guy that I proclaimed as the weak link uh, Shame on in, you. in one of the final two regular season games. He must have. He, yeah. every, well, he heard everybody. Yeah. He said he was keeping receipts. He heard everything at the end of the regular season. And now he's got two interceptions in the two playoff games. He was phenomenal. I mean, that that defense was something else. Eric Armstead with the pressure on the first uh, interception by Dak, uh, that was that was a heck of a game. And everybody always talks about, like, this 49ers defense and, like, oh, you can move the ball on them and you can do all that. Like, okay, yeah, they're not going to give up 15 yards for a game. Like, yes, this is the NFL. This is the way the game's played. You're going to get yards on these guys. But you mentioned a great point on uh, Thursday or Friday last week when you simply said, can you go 75 on them three times in a game? Mm-hmm. My bet is that you can. I think the one scoring drive, which is a good scoring drive for the Cowboys, I even think that was around 50-plus yards. Like it wasn't even a full length of the field thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I, – I haven't seen anybody yet outside the Raiders. The Raiders did it. I give them that. Um, who's been able to go on that defense uh, since, you know, they've been healthy 75 yards multiple times. The Cowboys couldn't do it. We'll see what happens in uh, Philadelphia on Sunday. Yeah, that game on Sunday, if you thought this one uh, gave you some anxiety, this is the number one defense versus the number two mm. defense uh, in the National Football League. They and there's after it. There's a lot more comparisons. Uh, there's a lot more uh, close one and two numbers like that uh, that we see here when looking at the Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers. Again, of course, we've got four days to get into that. Okay, I just wanted to give you just real quick because, you know, we're going to talk Kings and everything. Um, this Dak Prescott stat that I that I heard yesterday when I couldn't watch anything but like I really couldn't watch anything really like during the day mm-hmm. well I told you it was gonna be the longest day ever it absolutely was it took forever it took three days to get to 3 30 it was ridiculous mm-hmm. but um totally watched, normal day for me <laughs> <laughs> but I watched all those preview shows the mm-hmm. countdown shows mm-hmm. and um I think Hasselback had it on ESPN they said Dak Prescott because they were talking about how well he played against Tampa Bay and they were like man if you could play like that again you'd be great did you know he hasn't had back-to-back no turnover, turnover games since 2019? Mm. And he still hasn't. I didn't know that because I was watching the same countdown <laughs> show you were. But it, that, that, that was crazy. That stood out. That is a, yeah. a, a, a – and, and he threw, he had turnovers again. There's, there's, like he still hasn't. There's, there's, a, there's a conversation to be had about Dak Prescott. Mm. It's not today because mm-hmm. this ain't the fan. Uh, we've got no. we've got 49ers football to talk about. Uh, we'll talk more about Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, uh, some updates from Kyle Shanahan today uh, at his press conference. Again, we've got four hours to do that. Uh, we want to dive into the Sacramento Kings as well, and we'll do that next. We're just getting started. Stephen McCasey here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. D-Lo and KC continues. Streaming live on the Odyssey app. Live on the Odyssey app. If you're listening to us there, make sure you hit the heart button. Save us as your favorite radio station. Uh, I was told today we've got some exclusive uh, audio content coming to the Odyssey app. And the only way that you get notified, it is, of course, you've got to download uh, the Odyssey app. Search ESPN 1320 and then save us uh, mm-hmm. as your favorite radio station. And you'll get alerted uh, when D'Lo and KC go live off hours with something special or when I go live or when Jesse goes live for uh, the best Celtics chat uh, <laughs> in the region or, or, or KC goes live. Uh, Ooh, to, we might go to, live after to, boxing matches. Hey, live edition of the thirteenth yeah, round. Yeah, uh, you can get alerted of all of that stuff. Uh, but you got to download the Odyssey app. You got to search ESPN thirteen twenty, and you got to save us uh, as your favorite radio station. Um, again, some great, great content coming that way. Uh, just as there is over on youtubecom slash ESPN thirteen twenty, twitch.tv slash ESPN thirteen twenty. Shout out to the crew on Facebook as well who watches us throughout the day. Uh, we're so happy to be here with you. We'll get back to the San Francisco 49ers. Brock Purdy, um, update on Christian McCaffrey. He's got a bone bruise. He's day-to-day. Uh, I don't think that's anything they're overly concerned about. Uh, it didn't sound like that was something Kyle Shanahan is overly concerned about when he talked. About. And, and, and serious, dead serious. You, you know me. Dead serious. Man, prayers up Tony Pollard, man. I hated to see Oh, that. yeah. And, see and, that and it, yeah, and that turned out to be a, 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 a bad one. I hate um, those tackles, man. Yeah. I really do hate those tackles. And I don't know what you do. I mean, the game is the game. We saw Eric It's kind of what happened to Patrick Mahomes. It happened with Patrick Mahomes. That's what happened to Debo Samuel when he hurt his ankle where the guy, the defender, latches on yeah. and, and just drops all of his weight and yeah. force onto a leg. The defense is it's doing not what dirty. they can. No, it's they're the, doing what they can to get a guy down. But it's just like, man, I, I hate those, man. Hey, speaking – we'll get to the Kings in just a second. Do you think Armstead let up on that – on the the safety play, yeah. the, like he would, he 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 had he, he had do. Dak. Dak was oh yeah, Dak was Dak, done. Dak, Dak was done. Yeah, he Dak. Was right Dak and I don't and 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 I don't. I I'm not sure what Armstead was doing in that. I I feel like he was honestly trying not to get a penalty. No, that's what he said. He said, oh, after, he did. Yeah, after the game, he was like, I didn't want to get a penalty. Yeah, that's that's a hundred percent look like. And he looked like I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to get a penalty. He's like, I should have just smacked <laughs> I, him. I didn't see. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't see Armstead post game. All I saw was his post game tweet. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted who? Eric, yo, they wanted who? <laughs> All right. Be careful what you wish for because you just. Oh Jesus. <laughs> They wanted who? <laughs> he stopped the show twice to dance. We're 23 minutes in. We're 20. Bruh, Jesse, can you imagine if they win next week? Oh, my God. Mike Gesicki gr- oh. um, gritting in here. Hey, oh. man, hey. <laughs> Could you imagine if they win in three weeks? Hey, bro, because them Philly fans, I don't, I don't like Philly fans, man. I don't like them. Okay. I don't, I don't like nothing about Philly. I don't like them. I understand. So I want all this smoke. Well, you you gonna get it because that's a good football team. Hey, no, they good. That's a good football team. Real good. That's a really really good defense. Yeah, yeah a really good football team. Uh, we'll get back to the 49ers as the day rolls along. Uh, we want to hear from you as well. I I I, I don't. Will Z's gonna join us uh, to preview the game by the numbers in about 20 minutes or so. Tonight's game uh, by the numbers in about 20 or 30 minutes or so. And then I, I assume James is gonna come in after after shoot around. So we're just hanging out all day. So the phone mm-hmm. lines are open for you. Nine one six. 
909-1320. You hear that number, Stanley? You hear that number? I think Stanley's got us programmed in his phone, but I'm going to send it out there again. That's 916-909-1320. King split the weekend. Um, I I, I saw this tweet. Do want to put this up on the screen? Darren says, D'Lo, did you stay for the full game on Friday? Yes, I did. It happened. I did stay for the whole game on Friday. And I'll tell you, (laughs) as that last minute, 70 seconds got – that was crazy. It was clear – so I told Kenny too. I should have left. This this is going to be on me. Like if they if this this is going to be on me. Um, but I did I did get to see the beam uh, in person for the first time. Uh, it was glorious. Kenny is right. Uh, Doko is the happiest place on earth uh, after the Sacramento Kings win. Vibes all I around. I cannot imagine what it's going to be like when it's not like thirty degrees outside after oh. the Kings win and people actually want to just hang around downtown. Uh, what was uh, colder, uh, Doko or Buffalo? <laughs> No. <laughs> well, I don't know. I was only at one of them, and Doko was pretty damn cold. I was trying to warm up on that beam like uh, Trista insinuated Whoa. would happen. We did, face, we did FaceTime Trista. I forgot she was in Buffalo, though. Yeah. So she probably was champagne in the campaign. Yeah, I, I was like, I, I know she's not asleep. She's up watching the Kings. Like, why isn't she answering? It's 1 she o'clock might, in the morning there. She might not have been watching, though. She might, that, right. Yeah. She might not have been because I forgot she was in Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, she was in the she was in the midst of it. To the best of our knowledge, she didn't go through a table, uh, and we know she's doing okay because she's already tweeted. Uh, she's in her feelings a little bit today about the Dallas Cowboys losing uh, to the San Francisco 49ers. We smacked them boys up, uh, but we did uh, did get to see the beam in person on on Friday. That game lived up to every expectation uh, that I had. It lived up to every expectation I think we had. Uh, Shea Gildress Alexander is oh. as advertised. Oh. Um, Keegan Murray with a career night. Uh, and then, of course, uh, much to the frustration of Kings fans, that's followed up on Saturday uh, with a loss to the Philadelphia 76ers who went into the game without JoJo uh, and James Harden. And it was kind of more of the same, you know, a, 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 two, a high-scoring two-point loss, just destroyed in the paint, uh, second-chance points, just annihilated in that category as well. Mm. King's superpower, their offense, uh, kept them around that one, but uh, Philadelphia did enough to to walk out of the Golden One Center. With yeah, them. man, that was uh, that was that was frustrating. That was, was frustrating on Saturday. It wasn't. I, I don't. I don't know if I look at it the way everybody else does. I, I mean, I, I wasn't engaged. I was. I was out for sure on El Girl's birthday on Saturday, so I was like out of the loop of everything that went on. So. Um, shout out to Master. He was at steakhouses that you have to get on the waiting list for two months in advance. <laughs> I don't know. We didn't. We weren't in it two months in advance, mm-hmm. but we did need reservations. Mm-hmm. But you know, shout out to Master's. That was a great place. You know, what I saw there who's you know friend of the show going to pull up on us. I saw Marcus Thompson there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Very I good. was talking to him real quick, man. So yeah, we we, we gonna we gonna set something. Marcus up. Thompson wrote a great article talking. It, it, it like compared Christian McCaffrey. And Debo to Clay and Steph. Mm. Oh, it, it, it was it was mm. fantastic. He's he's it, one it, of the best. it was really really good. He's one he, of the best. He wrote that in the Athletic. Yeah, last you know week. you know what he told me, and we just talking about it for a quick second, and I I'm all for it. He was like, man, what's up with this three six matchup? We we gonna we gonna get it this year? I was like, I hadn't <laughs> even thought about it. Let's go three six Warriors and yeah. Kings Kings yeah. three. Please believe that. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. So. You know, I was like all out of the loop, and I would every now and then I would check the phone. Kings up seventeen. Kings up. Oh, okay, doing work, doing work. And I was out of range, so I was able to watch it <laughs> on the app. <laughs> and I ended up like turning it on, and I was looking at the stats. I was like, wait a minute, I don't see JoJo here. Wait a minute, I don't see Harden here. Mm-hmm. Oh man, all right, well handle business, handle business. And then all of a sudden, the lead just evaporates. Um, and I see the end of the game literally last like two minutes, and that was just frustrating. It, it was a it was a frustrating loss. Um, I don't want to say I'm okay with it, but I'm not. I know I know a lot of people were kind of pissed off about it on Saturday night and, and afterwards. I don't I don't have that type of feeling about it, but uh, you went back and watched it. Yeah, I, I assume like I th- I, th- I think a lot of the frustration lies with the fact that this has happened a couple of times to them this year is they build a lead 
And I mean, ask the Portland Trailblazers about blowing a lead. Like ask they blew the a Warriors. twenty-five point lead. The, the 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 Warriors blew a lead in like six minutes or something like yeah. that last night. But I I think, at least in my case, watching that game, that lead disappeared quickly hmm. and easily. Mm-hmm. It's not like Philadelphia busted their ass to chip away at it, and they got, you know, it was a twenty-one point lead. I think is where it peaked at, and 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 then they got it to seventeen, and oh, a little back and forth, and then a couple minutes later they got it to fifteen, and they just just hard nose grinded it out. Nah, they just turned on the effing Jets, as Mike Brown <laughs> would say, and before you knew it, it was gone. Yeah, and it yeah. felt. Like I don't think this is factually what happened. It just felt like Tyrese Maxey did it by himself. Oh my gosh, he was a problem. He it was it a problem. and it, and it got to the point where okay, they're hitting three. They're doing. They haven't missed in like seven minutes. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't think that's true, but that's what it felt like. The 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 thing that I've, I don't know. I don't. I guess come to accept is the right word, but um, with this, with this particular Kings team. If if I'm going against them, I'm telling my team, you're always gonna have an opportunity. They don't play good enough defense. Stay with it. Keep getting to the cup. Keep running your stuff. They they'll give you an opportunity to get back into the game. And that's probably what Doc Rivers was saying to all those guys out there. Just keep doing your stuff. Keep being relentless. Keep attacking. You'll get an opportunity. And they were able to take advantage of the opportunity. So, uh, it seems uh, Chemezi Metu is okay. That's good. To know. Uh, it that 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 looked bad. Uh, it looked really really bad, and the way he just kind of uh, went to the ground after uh, what looked like a hyper extension of some sort. Said the official diagnosis, I think, is a bone bruise. He was at shoot around today. Mm. Uh, he was on the court with his teammates. That's the, that's what I got from James. Uh, I'm I'm not clear how much he did. Uh, when James uh, checks in with us uh, later on, we'll find out. You know mm. how much work Chimezi Metu did. Point being, though, if you watched it, it looked pretty scary. The fact when they came back from commercial break, he was just getting up uh, to leave the floor. So that was that was frightening, and, and, it, and it feels like uh, Chemezi Metu uh, may have dodged a bullet. In, in, that, in that same breath, I'll praise Rashawn Holmes, mm. who did not play on Friday mm-hmm. after uh, the great performance he had uh, earlier in the week and with Sabonis out and stepped in in a game in which he probably wasn't going to play again, but mm-hmm. stepped in, brought that energy, and contributed right away. Yeah, absolutely. Being ready to go. Being ready to go. And that's the MO of all these guys on this roster and on the bench, starters, whatever. They're being, they're ready to go, you know, when called on. And that's not always the easiest thing to do. Yeah. Uh, but a, a testament to their professionalism, to their talent, testament to Coach Brown and his coaching staff, and just the, the environment and the culture in that locker room. Mm-hmm. That it's it's just about winning, man. That's that's the only thing that matters is winning, and this team winning. And if I'm a player and I can contribute to that on the court, great. I'll be ready. If I'm not playing and I got to contribute with advice or motivation or whatever the case may be, I'll do that too. The biggest thing in the building right now is winning. How many times in the last two years did I preach winning has to be first? And we seem like we're at a place right now where winning is first. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely does. Uh, and I, I hope, I hope the another tremendous game that Harrison Barnes had isn't lost on the way that it ended. Mm. Um, Mike Brown said it. Stuff that stuff happens. Paraphrasing, so that, that 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 stuff happens. Mm-hmm. That's not why we lost the game. And he's right. It's not. Uh, it's a singular moment you can point to because it's at the end, and I know you'll preach, you know, make your damn free throws. Mm-hmm. And there was a stretch between, I think it was Domas and maybe Trey, Trey Lyles, Lyles. Yeah, missed four, missed four straight, straight. Uh, and they it didn't like miss a, a two point game. At that they time didn't miss right? a ton of free throws, oh. like they missed seven on the day. Yeah. You know, they shot, uh, it, 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 and, and that, that's too many. Of course, when you lose by two, that's way too many. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I hope the game that Harrison had against Philadelphia isn't lost uh, because of the way that it ended. He had another – the stretch of incredible basketball, you know, continues. Uh, he didn't do as much on Friday as he normally does, mm-hmm. uh, but Keek him, Murray, uh, decided it was <laughs> it was his night to shine, and he set career highs in uh, – he set career highs in 
points and rebounds yeah. after setting a career high in rebounds like the day before. Yeah. Well, no, I, you know, I, like I said, I, and I don't know what the exact post was after the game on King's Twitter and King's community and stuff like that. But I know I saw some people were upset, you know, about the loss and, you know, they weren't going off the deep end, but they well, were. Well, it's tough when you lead by 20 and you, and I, I think it's the, I think it's Joe and Harden being out. Mm-hmm. You, you felt you had it mm-hmm. at home and then you, uh, and well, you, you know, let it go. And I look to it where it's a, it's a missed opportunity. But yep. the, the positive thing about mm-hmm. this Kings team and why I can't um, get too up in arms about it and I have the ability to look at it and just say, hey, yeah, it's a tough, tough way to lose and nothing else is they've taken advantage of so many opportunities. For lack of a better term, they put so much money in the bank with this season yeah. where a missed opportunity like that doesn't seem as devastating um, at this point in the season. And that's what you want to do when you have these opportunities early you want to you want to pack away that money in the bank because there're going to be games like this. They're going I'd 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 hesitate to say, look, there's going to be another game or two like this this year where you're up 15 probably more 20 game mm-hmm. or 20 points mm-hmm. and you feel like you got a game in hand and you let it go by the wayside. Um what you've got to do is those times when you're the one making a comeback or you 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 do have the lead and you can hold on to it. You take advantage of those times, and um, they didn't do it on Saturday. This team is—they're—they're they're more than all right. They're I think fine. the other, yeah, I—I I, I think the other concern too is the way that that game went, feeling like you—you—you you, you know, you could have gained ground, and that's—that's—that's that's, that's probably something we should talk about too, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe I shouldn't say gain ground because I, I don't—you could have separation, yeah. you could have separated, and I just don't know that that's going to happen this year, uh, at least not to. De- to the degree in which we've seen it in years past. Mm. There was a – I don't remember what year it was, but I feel like James Harden was with the Rockets. Rockets lost a, a game at the end of the regular season, like the eight game 82, mm-hmm. and it shuffled one through eight. like Or not one through eight. might have shuffled like three through eight like mm-hmm. completely. Mm-hmm. Like every just everyone bounced all over the place. It might not be that extreme, but given how – like I, I, I don't think this is – I don't think this is something we're going to be, you know, popping bottles for uh, the, the the first week in April. I, I think they're going to have a few games to play before, you know, you could really lock, especially since they play uh, the Golden State Warriors in in the second to last yeah. game of the season, in the final home game of the season. I don't know, man. I think I think you could though. I think you, you with, could. With this, yeah, you with could. This particular with this particular group with this West, I think they can make some separation between themselves, whether it's three or four. And five, six, seven, eight. I think I think we could see them maybe at the All Star break. I'll just I'll put a time All Star break. Mm-hmm. Maybe a three or four game separation For, from, from from. Let's just say worst case scenario four. Okay, to, between four and five through eight. Okay. Whereas if they're four, they can be four games in front of the six seed. I think they can do that. Okay. What are they right now? They're three games ahead of. They're three games ahead of the Clippers. Yeah. Uh, the Clippers who've won two in a row, and this is you know a, a, another you know helping hand uh, for that loss on 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 Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dallas lost. Uh, New Orleans has lost four straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think this matters, but Memphis and Denver both lost again. I, I, I don't I don't think that matters nearly as much. Golden State lost uh, last night. Um, Utah lost. Obviously, Portland lost. There, mm-hmm. there. Portland is. Struggling, yeah. Portland, Portland struggling. Yeah, Portland is struggling for sure. Did you see uh, Dame post game at all? Did you see that clip? No. He um, he was alluding to the fact of like he he was a little frustrated because I think they were pushing him to ask like, should you make a move or you know do you still want to be here? Is that where he was talking about? I want to win. Yeah, and he kind of went on. He's like, "Man, it's just disrespectful for you guys to ask me this, man." I I, I didn't see. I did read that. Yeah. I did read that this morning. Um, okay, Dame, welcome to being the face of the franchise, buddy. Like, goodness gracious. Um, I, I like kind of felt them a little bit though. Yeah, yeah, but because it, it felt like they were trying to catch him up in something. It, and it's like, for if I'm him, how many times do I have to tell you? I know you got a job to do and you got to ask. But after we lose a game, 
don't keep asking me like, do you still want to be here? I don't I don't know what was asking. Yeah, me, I, but I, I, I it seemed I get like that. it was something along that lines. Like I keep yeah. telling you guys, and it feels like you guys are trying to catch me up in something. Like stop. Like I, I'm from all from everything that I can tell. We're not Belo and JC in Portland. We're not PDX in Portland. Mm-hmm. But Dame seems good to that media. He gives them good quotes. He talks and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Like have have a little respect back. Like don't don't try and put me in that situation. Yeah, don't ask him that after every loss. Yeah. Uh, or the third one in a row. <laughs> I think the other thing that frustrated Kings fans on Saturday night, in addition to the loss, was kind of the look ahead. You had a chance to get this one. You had mm-hmm. a chance to win seven straight, knowing you've got your third game in like four nights, mm-hmm. and it's against the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. Who they've dropped a couple, and they're, I'm sure, hyper focused headed into this game. Uh, they're starting to get guys back, and I think there's also that whew, Memphis is a tough matchup for yeah, Sacramento, if not the toughest matchup they are. for it, Sacramento. It, it, it's, it's, a tough, it's a tough setup for um, the Kings to be in, to not be able to handle business before that because, like you just mentioned, you've got those uh, Memphis Grizzlies coming into town, and that's a, just a matchup problem. It's a yeah. matchup problem. You know, they beat them this year. You they know, did. But mm-hmm. – um, Yep. And they haven't like gotten blown out. Like there was the one on New Year's Day. It was a relatively close game until Grizzlies made a run to kind of separate. And then you can never. It's like what I talk about from time to time. Like it's really like a three-minute moment in these games where somebody creates separation, and then it's even the rest of the way. And that's kind of what happened in that Grizzlies game. So, um yeah, I, I understand the frustration. I do understand the frustration from Saturday. Missed opportunity. I want this one tonight, though. I oh. know that much. I want this one tonight. Okay. Yeah, yeah Memphis is, uh, they're annoying. Yeah. <laughs> they're annoying. They, they are, they are, yeah. <laughs> they hit the heel turn pretty quick. Without winning anything. That's right. kind of the weird part. Like, you knew you knew the Warriors' heel turn was going to happen fast because right. they were just winning, and you can't sustain that level of success without people starting to hate you. Yeah, Grizzlies ain't done that. No. But they've, they've turned full black beard NWO <laughs> here on, like, every – oh, I love the way that they play. Damn, man, they're kind of obnoxious. Are they, are they, are they the most hated team in, in basketball universally? I mean, you got your traditionals. Like, people don't like the Celtics and the Lakers, but I'm just saying, like, as a team today. I think they're up there, yeah. I would say the only two I could think of um, are them and the Suns. Are the Warriors still hated? They are, but I don't put them in that class because they've won, right? So I get it. Like, you, you can – they keep. There's a certain point where you keep winning and the haters don't matter. Yeah, yeah. like – and Because yeah, the heel that, turn happened during the 70-win right, right, season. right, right. But I'm looking at – I guess I should have phrased it a little better, but, like, teams that have aren't championship teams or have a lineage that are hated, I think it's them and the Suns. And they might be number one. Speaking of, um, I, 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 I honest to God had completely forgot about this. We're going to talk to – we're going to talk to, uh, we're gonna talk to uh, Will Z in a minute. We're going to talk about Memphis and L.A. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we got to – There's a it, few questions to ask about that There's – yeah, there's <laughs> – by the way, I found the cardigan. Oh. Did you see the card? That was fire. You found it? Where, where it at? It's $3,200. Oh, my goodness. That was a $3,200 cardigan. here. fire. Yeah. I, like, I, I, I saw people clowning, and it was telling me who, something about your fashion sense. Who was clowning it? That joint was hot. Yeah, nah, we, we, yeah y'all got to get on our way. I mean, you can that. afford it. I, I, no, I, I can't. I it's it's $3,200. You're the one worth $22 million. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Will Z joins us next here on ESPN 1320. <laughs> D-Lo and KC continues streaming live on the Odyssey app. Hey, our man Will Z is here. Uh, we're going to preview tonight's game against the Memphis Grizzlies. By the number, you can read his article uh, over on ESPN 1320's website. But before we do... My brother Stanley's on the phone. Oh, that's what I'm talking. That's why I like Stanley because he is stand up dude. Stanley. Stanley, I need you to address what's going on around here. Listen, I don't have anything to say. <laughs> Y'all won. It, it sucks. 
but we'll be back next year. I mean, uh, Dak has already said, oh, it's, it's, right, we're going to get you. But, I mean, it didn't happen this year. I, I, I hate I hate having to deal. I hate it to have to make this phone call, really. Well, that's why, you, that's uh, why you're the man. That's why you're a legend because you're a stand-up dude. I appreciate that. I want to ask you, though, as a Cowboys fan, what do you guys need? We need Dak to play better. I mean, the defense played good enough to win yesterday, and I heard you Friday, too, kind of talking about, oh, well, uh, oh, boy, the the cornerback talking about he don't want to tackle nobody. Man, the defense played well enough to win that game. They did play really well last night. But I will say this. I will say this, though, Stanley. I will say this. The game did not play out the way I said it was going to play and all this other stuff. But the, the, the principle of it all did happen. When the Niners got oh, into the no, but look when when the Niners got into the to the run game, that ended up being a problem for the Cowboys. And Nick Wagner talked about it earlier in the week, and it stuck with me all week. He talked about the the Cowboys four uh, straight road games, mm-hmm. and that was about the point last year where the Niners ran out of gas in about the second half of that NFC Championship game, and it kind of felt like. That's what happened to the Cowboys last night. They they were stout. Well, well, they man, were game. The, the big thing, the big big thing was Pollard got hurt. And I mean Zeke doesn't have it anymore. Pollard mm-hmm. is the one. Pollard is the one because he you might you might stop him four or five times in a row, but then you know that that dude is capable of busting something about fifty or sixty yards. You He's know that, piece. and I know that. He's a big piece. He's yeah. a big piece. Absolutely. Yeah. But the bottom line is, Niners won. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> you're, you're the man, Stanley. You're the legend, Stanley. You're the man, Big Hall dog. of Famer. We appreciate you, brother. <laughs> Cheer up. He'll be calling soon about, about Bobby Hubbins and Danny Forsen. <laughs> Danny Forsen. I'm looking forward to that call uh, as we welcome in our man, uh, our ESPN 1320 statistician. Uh, Will Z, Will, always always great to have you. You uh, had pulled up some numbers uh, regarding three-point shooting uh, from Saturday. Before we dive into that Grizzlies game, what did those what did those numbers show you? Yeah, so you guys were talking about how the 76ers kind of got back into the game. And to me, I thought they did it on the defensive end. Uh, yeah. The 76ers are a surprisingly good defensive team. And I think <clears throat> that with Harden and Embiid being out, Embiid, I think, is the kind of defensive anchor, but I think that even with them being out, their defense is still very stout. Mm-hmm. And I think that the three-point shooting numbers from the Kings kind of shows their increased activity on defense in the second half. So the Kings shot 33 threes in the game, 19 in the first half, 14 in the second half. Mm-hmm. They shot 47.4% in the first, 28.6% in the second half. So huge difference in percentage-wise. But what I did, I broke it down by, um, you guys know I love this stat, the defensive coverage. Mm -hmm. So wide open, open, tight. In the first half, the Kings had zero tightly contested three-point attempts, 10 open threes, and nine wide open threes. So pretty much exactly what you want. In the second half, they had two tightly contested, only five open, and seven wide open. So you see those wide open and the open numbers just get drastically cut going into the second half. Mm -hmm. So to me, it was, yes, the Kings didn't really kind of keep their foot on the pedal, but also the 76ers really ratcheted up their defense to kind of get back in the game. Yeah, and you you know what? Well, that's a great point by you. And Philly has the ability to do that. Like they're Mm -hmm. one of the – you know, I don't want to say few teams, but it's not commonplace in the NBA to be like, hey, we've got the personnel to turn up on the defensive end. Philly's mm-hmm. one of those teams. And ironically, I don't think this is the case necessarily if JoJo's there, but with Harden out of the lineup, that actually probably gives them an opportunity to be better on the defensive mm-hmm. end in a lot of occasions. And, um, you know, they, they had the personnel and they were able to turn up and, and they, they did what they had to do. I, I, that's, a, that's a great observation by you. Well, just giving props. That's all. Just nah, giving props. Okay. <laughs> okay. Will, no question. Just giving props. Will, why is Memphis such a horrible matchup for Sacramento? Uh, it's. I mean, it all starts with Steven Adams, it feels like. Um, well, Steven Adams and John Morant, they both are just such paint-oriented players with John getting into the paint and then Steven Adams being in there constantly to clean up um, all the misses. It's just... 
their strengths are exactly where the king's weaknesses are. And it's just that's what makes them so difficult in my eyes. Yeah, and and one of the difficult guys to deal with. We you talked about it in in, in your write up for for this pre for the preview of this game, Desmond Bain, who mm-hmm. the Kings didn't see him the last two times they played. But I remember in that game early in the season, he was a monster against the Kings, an absolute monster. Sometimes I look at Desmond Bain, I'm like, I don't know what you do with that guy. He's built like Michael Parsons. He can shoot the ball. <laughs> like what? What do you What do you do with this guy, man? And and he's one of those guys that is a matchup problem for the Kings. He's so good and just he's good at everything. He's shooting. I mean, his three point percentage. He's at forty two point one percent on the season on seven point three attempts per game. So he's got the volume and the percentage. And um, the first game, like you said, Kenny, he had thirty one points. He went six of eight from three. And then you throw in the fact that he's grabbing 5.2 rebounds and dishing 4.2 assists Mm. per game. I mean, he is like the perfect complementary player to do everything well to help a superstar like Ja. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the the, the biggest concern is Steven Adams, who Mm -hmm. uh, I think Steven Adams, I think he's starting tonight's game with seven offensive (laughs) rebounds. Uh, Obviously, I... I don't want to say obviously. I'd imagine uh, he's a focal point of film for 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 Mike Brown and Doug Christie and that crew here today. That they've got some they've got some they've got some things to correct. Mm-hmm. And it'll be interesting to see if Keegan is really his rebounding surge that kind of gained publicity started after the Lakers game. Um, which was a few games after the Memphis game. So we haven't seen rebounding Keegan uh, against the Grizzlies yet. So I'm hopeful that him being more locked in in that aspect helps deal with Adams. To me, it's like you got to throw, you got to find him right away, get to box him out, hope for some calls, maybe some over the backs. But I just don't know if there's any one thing you can do to stop someone like Adams on the glass. Yeah. Hey, hey, Will, I want to uh, ask you something real quick, um, you know, from the Kings' point of view, right, mm-hmm. and what they've been able to do, and you wrote about it a little bit. We saw on Friday a career night from Keegan Murray, um, and it, it kind of seems, I don't want to say the culmination, because that means it might not happen again or might not get better, but um, it seems like it, it, he's been playing really well as of late, starting to maybe get his NBA legs under him after, you know, the rookie the start to his rookie season. What have you seen from Keegan in the last 10 games or so that it, that's really stood out to you? Oh, he's been so good. So his last 10, 10 games, he's at 14.3 points, 5.7 rebounds, and 1.3 assists. And he's shooting 53% from the field, 50% from three, 92.9 from the free throw line. So it's just those percentages are off the charts, especially for a rookie. And it's not like he's taking two threes a game. Like he's got the volume to back it up. And he just looks so poised. I forget which game it was, but he hit that huge corner three at the end of the game. And it's just he didn't look phased at all by taking that shot. And I think that's what's impressed me the most. Kenny and I kind of have these (laughs) half-assed grins on our face because, Will, we can't hear anything you're saying. You sound great to the audience. You sound perfect, but we're having an issue here uh, in our studio. That was a great point, Will. So as soon as Will's mouth stopped moving, we just started talking again. So, Will, thank you, uh, as always, for for your incredible work. Uh, And uh, we'll see you Wednesday. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good one. I think he said, appreciate it, guys. Have a good one. I, I, I made that. He could have said goodbye, jackasses. Yeah, he, pr- he probably he, he should have. He should have said goodbye, jackasses, and it would have been uh, just fine. But uh, thankfully, Kenny's in the room with me, so we can hear each other fine. I'm not, not really sure what's that. It's that damn 102.5. <laughs> turning up. Yeah, turning up here and, and, and messing with the Mia, studio. Mia, um, come on. This is just such a difficult matchup for it Sacramento is. tonight. It's the it size is. that you talked about with Desmond Bain. It's the <sighs> size with 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 Stephen Adams and and, and and you know we 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 talk we've talked about it what three times so far this year. Stephen Adams, the one player in the league who is is phys, is is physically strong mm-hmm. as as Demontis Sabonis, maybe another guy is we didn't have to see on Saturday. Yeah. You know, Joe might 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 be the other one in that that yeah. comp, but but Steven Adams is just p- 
pure strength, and he's the one who can kind of go toe-to-toe with with DeMontis Sabonis. And then on top of that, you got a guy like Jaron Jackson uh, yeah. Jr., you know, Triple J, not Double J, Triple J, mm-hmm. out there being a, a stalwart on the defensive end, blocking shots left and right, being able to stretch the floor with the way he can shoot the rock. It's it's just a tough matchup, man. It's a tough matchup for anybody, obviously, because this is one of the they got one of the best records in basketball. So it's no shame with the Kings feeling like, man, it's a tough matchup because everybody in the league is going through the same thing with these Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, the 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 matchup that we're always got our eye on here is De'Aaron versus Ja, mm-hmm. and I really feel like if De'Aaron can match or outplay Ja Morant. That's one battle they can win. I think Sabonis versus Steven Adams. Look, Steven Adams is going to be on the boards doing a great thing again. Like you said, he just got his eighth offensive rebound of the night uh, right now. But I think Sabonis can play right there with him. He's not like – I don't think 23 rebounds is going to happen again. I should, you know, be careful saying that, but I don't think it is. And then you've got, you know, the others, and depending on what's going on with Malik Monk and Harrison Barnes and Keegan Murray. Now – I think you can you can kind of go blow for blow with these guys, but you need your two guys to come and play at, at a very high level, and that's De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.